0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros. Football Podcast. This is Uncle CV here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's good, yo? Not much, man. I hope everybody had a good holidays and a good time to rest and uh, chill and eat lots of turkey. And if you don't eat turkey, uh, eat chicken. And if you don't eat chicken, uh, sleep. Uh, if you don't sleep, I don't know what you do, man. But Happy New Year. That's all I got to say.
1: Basically, do what you got to do, you know. <laughs> Whatever you do, do it to the best of your abilities.
0: Yeah, man. But yeah, we we got some games to cover, though. We got some games to cover. We got United, uh, you know, against Villa. Who United beat Villa? Very close game, two-one. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Chelsea. Um, yeah, I mean. Chelsea, damn, Chelsea got pampered. You know what I mean? Three nothing. No, pammed, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got uh Liverpool who lost surprisingly against Southampton. Well, not really surprisingly. This game felt like kind of a bogey game for Liverpool. Yeah. And um, you know, they didn't answer the call, so
1: mm-hmm. they
0: lost. They lost. But we'll start off with United, man. Did you watch this game? Did you watch the game against Villa, bro?
1: I watched a little bit of it, yeah.
0: Yeah. What did you think?
1: I think you guys you guys did a good job, you know, keeping them at bay and uh creating chances as you guys did. Yeah,
0: what what uh, period of the game did he catch? It was the second half or first half?
1: I think from the second half is where I started watching. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. No, this game, this game had everything, man. It was a real good game, real good game. United right now, are top, um, you know, or second in the league, yeah. uh, tied tied for first place if you want to call it, but you know, based on goal difference, we're second. Yeah. But uh, this game was just. The perfect kind of game. You have two teams that love to go at it, like kind of not love to go at it per se, but kind of are both good counterattacking teams. Mm-hmm. So it, every like not every sequence felt like a counter from one counter to another, but it just felt like the right, the right type of game for United. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you look at like some of the other things, like the um, uh, uh, the way understanding the gravity of this game, right? Like if United win, United come, you know, we we come second. We're now tied for first place Um, and really start to put pressure on, you know, teams like Liverpool, teams like City to to perform, Um, even to an extent, even though uh, the guys are no longer in the, race per se right now yeah. uh chelsea so the the pressure like united winning this game changed a lot of uh, outlook for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, and uh honestly that, that at the end of that game i was a little bit emotional i i, I felt like man i haven't mm-hmm. seen united do this in a long time right like this season started off poorly uh poorly per se yeah. and then uh if you look back and you look at the the bad results Ole got and United got um, in the Champions League, that knocked us out of the Champions League, you were expecting that Manchester United were not going to be doing too, too good um, mm-hmm. uh, going into the Christmas break. But honestly, man, right now we're undefeated out of 10 games, which is crazy, crazy. Like the uh, <laughs> people were asking me like, Hey, what what will happen if, um, you know, uh, things weren't working out here. Like, would you like to see Pochettino in and things like that? I was like, look, I wouldn't mind Pochettino in just because he's, you know, he gives a different uh, setup and approach to our team, right? And, our, and the dynamics of uh, of, uh, uh, of our team. Yeah. But uh, Woodward stuck by Oli, um, or that, or that's what he says. But Oli got some really good results that saved his skin. I remember the Everton game. Yeah. Um and and these games really saved his kin, and then guess what happens later on? He ends up, uh, you know, performing um at, at at the right time. So it shows you the importance of giving a manager's time. And we're going to talk about time in terms of like Lampard. We're also going to talk about time in terms of like Ralf Haselhutzel. Yeah, but um, when you look at what United has done so far, and look at the um you know, the results that we've gotten is so, so is very refreshing to finally see our team just there. Like we're not, we're not playing the best football in my opinion. We're not playing the greatest type of, um, you know, attacking verve that I would like us to play, Mm -hmm. but like there's a little bit more backbone to our team. Before these are the kind of games we'll lose. Like the games against Wolves where we won last minute one-nothing deflected goal. Those mm-hmm. are the games we'll tie. You know, the game against Villa. you know, the last minute block from Baye. Mm-hmm. Those are the games. Those are the games that we will tie. But now we're somehow winning these games, which is like a very, very good thing, right? Yeah. Um So yeah, it was good. It was really good. Uh, Just to kind of quickly touch on some of the things, like first of all, I got to give massive kudos to Ole, man. Like, you know, um, I would say the turnaround that that he has had, this is a guy that I used to make fun of that he used to go on his iPad and be, you know, playing Candy Crush rather than like actually being on the touchline to watch the game. Uh, But he's really, really been there with the boys and he's, now, finally, setting up his team the right way. If we want mm-hmm. to talk about tactics, um, he had, you know what I've been talking about, the diamond, the 4 the four two two uh four two 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 or the 4-diamond-2. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he played the diamond in this game, and I was shocked. I was like, "Holy, why are you playing the diamond? Um, he had his fullbacks really push up high a little bit and try to pin back uh, Aston Villa. And as much as the goals, you would not say the goals came up from any pattern play or anything like that. It came from the first goal came from a counterattack and then the second goal came from a penalty. Um, you would have thought that, okay, you know, the the goals that were the, the first goal that we scored, well, it wasn't really based off his system. Yeah, maybe not have been based off his system, but Ole, we all know that Ole loves fast breaks. He loves using the... Power of our, uh, you know, good forwards to transition really quickly, and uh, and Bruno Fernandez picking up the pass. So when you look at these things, you know that Ole is in a very good spot to set the team up for success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, like he has, he has a system to set the team up for success. All he just needs to do is put the right formation and put the right personnel in place. Ole has struggled with the formation at times, and at times he has struggled with the personnel. But today, for the first time, or not today, but like the game on Friday, for the first time, I saw United that every person fit the bill. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The back line was solid. We had a quick uh, defender, Bayi, which yeah. saved our skin. We had um, uh, what they call him... Um, uh, Maguire, who you know, Mr. Head, everything his head is always first to everything. Luke Shaw him, is starting to look like our best left back. He's always been good, but our fans don't like him that much. But he started to look like our best left back. Um, our right back, Juan Bisaka, um, solid defensively. He got a in, uh, you know, that uh, that created the chance for Martial to get the goal. And in the midfield, uh, Ole also set up properly with um. What you call it? Uh, the uh, uh, with Fred, Marko which which uh, Duracell bunnies. These guys just run all day. And then Pogba on the left, favorite side where he loves to play on the left center mid. And then on the center attacking mid, he had Bruno. So he had everything in place to mm-hmm. get us to get us the W. Like you can even talk about the strikers or whoever you put in striker, but as far as you have that set up in place. I think that's what I always say. United's best best formation is, and he had the right personnel to fit it. I would have loved to see Van de Beek play, but eh, you know he's not getting his chances right now. I don't know what's going on there, but it's up to Ola. He sees what he sees in training, but he set himself he set himself up for success in this game, mm-hmm. and he got and he got the result because he had the right setup for his team. So yeah. good, good on good on him and. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can continue this form because now we're going to be playing against Burnley next game. Um, I mean, obviously, we're playing Tottenham in the uh, Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. And the FA Cup, we have a game uh, uh, on Saturday. But midweek next week, we're going to be playing Burnley. Mm-hmm. And for me, that I think is the game that only needs to take care of. Forget Liverpool right now because everybody's like hyping up this Liverpool game. But I would say, Forget about Liverpool right now. Take care of Burnley. If you can take care of Burnley, you can go to Liverpool, draw against Liverpool, and you're in a good spot. But if you start looking ahead and start looking aggressively at, oh, we got to destroy Burnley, bro, Burnley is going to park the bus. They're going to counterattack you, and who knows what happens, right? So you have to to be very strategic and smart on how we want to approach Burnley. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And then as for Liverpool – We'll see how that goes, but Burnley is the most important game. Everybody's saying Liverpool is the most important game. I say Burnley is yes, because Liverpool is not a title decider. You know, you can lose to Liverpool mm-hmm. and still beat everybody around you, and you still win the league. Yeah. And if you if you tie against, uh, I mean, if you if you um, go out there and lose to Burnley and win against Liverpool, it for me doesn't mean anything because teams like Liverpool are usually set up to attack us, which allows mm-hmm. us to. It gives us space on the break behind them, mm-hmm. um, but teams like Burnley, which is the majority of teams you're going to face in the Premier League, sit back. Those guys don't attack you, right? Mm-hmm. So if they sit back and United go after them, um, uh, there's 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 a risk that they can counterattack us and get a goal. So we need to figure out how to beat teams like Burnley, um, and if we do those well, then the game against Liverpool. It's just all about, like, just taking care of business. Keep it simple. Try to get a draw. You know, if you get a win, great. But just try to play, you know, try to try to hold on to what you've got and see how it goes. Personally, I want us to go after them, but let's be realistic. It's Liverpool here, right? So, um, but anyway, good game. Good game against Arsenal Villa Villa. Um, in terms of the title options and the title opportunities that United have, yeah. I would say United right now are not... We are not the. Um, I, w- I would say we're not the. I would say it's City. If you look on the table right now, I would say City are the ones who are creeping up to everybody, and nobody's really talking too much about them.
1: But oh, man, is- I, was, I was saying, I said that in the group chat. I was like, look at where City's at. A couple more yeah. games and the City will be on top of the table. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of people are not really.
1: I but think I'm a lot of people are not paying attention to that.
0: Yeah, because people are hyped up about like a possible knockout battle between United and Liverpool, yeah. when actually it's not. This, If United hang in there, this could be a three-way battle. But mm-hmm. just watch City. City has been so sharp, so smart. Um, and I think we're going to jump into the City-Chelsea segment here. But I think a lot of people are not looking at what City are doing and they've been looking at what United and Liverpool have been doing, forgetting that there's a sleeping giant who's just like slowly awakening and they're finally finding their form. They're finally winning games and winning them well, like not Mm -hmm. considering a lot of goals. I think if not for that last-minute goal against them, they probably would have like, you know... um, uh, had like six games or something, no goals conceded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I have canceled on my fantasy team. This guy always gets me five to six points per game. Mm-hmm. So um, I know like these guys, nobody has been talking about them. We haven't been talking about them. And all of a sudden they're just like, hey guys, guess what? Guess who's around the corner now? So everybody should watch out. And another thing too is that break that they got due to the COVID thing or whatever, that helped did, them. Did
1: them wonders, yeah. It did yeah, it them, them.
0: them. Yeah. So it helped. I think it helped Tottenham and it helped them because everybody else had been playing games nonstop. Mm-hmm. And guess what? City got a rest. Yeah. Tottenham got a rest, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. So that means like they got chance to like just re- just that extra little day that most people would not have. They got it, and then now, with the depth that they have, look at what they're doing, right? So mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as for United, this is not United. I don't think United are, <laughs> if United beat Burnley, I would say we are really in the title race, but mm-hmm. if we don't beat Burnley, I'll just say, forget it. You know what I mean? This is, uh, this is, there's a chance that we will flounder. We have, it's not a, it's not a matter of tying with Burnley. We have to beat Burnley. We cannot yeah. tie with them. We cannot mm-hmm. lose them. If mm-hmm. you tie against Burnley, and if you lose against Burnley, you can forget, forget, forget your title ambitions, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. then it just shows that any team that sets up, most teams, as I said, will set up like Burnley, and if they all set up like Burnley, guess what? This don't even don't even worry about it. You're not, and, you, and you're struggling to beat them. Like if they set up like Burnley, guess what? It's going to be twenty times harder for us to do our business, right? So, okay. uh, anyway, um. The the Burnley is the biggest game. I, I everybody would think I'm kidding, but it's the truth. You beat Burnley, you can forget Liverpool. You can lose to Liverpool, that's fine. But if you don't beat Burnley, then now that game against Liverpool puts you in a position where you need to go out and like win or tie or something to yeah. hold hang on there. And in the meantime, City is smiling because then they're going to be looking at what's happening between uh, United and Liverpool, and they'll be looking at taking advantage of that, right? So. Right. Anywho, yeah. but on to Chelsea, bro. What happened? What happened this weekend, man?
1: Oh,
0: man? Getting fired, huh? Is Lampard getting fired?
1: Lampard will not get fired. I don't even yeah. want Lampard to get fired.
0: But is it? It's not about what you want, though. It's about what is good for the club. What the club wants, right?
1: So, absolutely. But uh, I think, I think honestly, this was. Laporte made no mistakes in how he set this team up for this game, no mistakes. Um, he went with Kovacic and Kante. Uh, so you think you would think that we'll be, we'll have like the defensive uh, solidarity in that in that midfield side, right? And yeah. then um, in the back he went with Zuma, Thiago. Um, went with uh, Chilwell and Aspilicueta. And then the top is the three that we've been crying out for so long, but because the, those boys have been injured, we really haven't been able to put those three together, which is Christian Pulisic, Timo Werner in the center, and Hakim Ziyech on the, on the right side, right? Mm-hmm. This game was, like, if you saw it on paper, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, it, if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't COVID, then you put Jorginho to start with Kante. But um, this fir- – the first, like, I think it was, like, the first 17 minutes, we we were just playing. We played. And then what what happened was we didn't take our chances, and then City came back into this game. Um, after that, it was like you just saw a different City. Yep. <laughs> like, they were just uh, – City was just marvelous, man. They were just – they just opened up and opened up so much spaces. Kante – horrible game one of the worst games i've ever seen from kante um you're the cdm bro why is you pushing up you know what i mean like you know you know the threats that were that were said Lampard came out like i watched i watched this uh, this thing after the game um, and his his post match interview when they were interviewing him on like chelsea side uh not not on like the the zone side or anything those ones that pop up over there this one is like on the Chelsea on the Chelsea like one, and he's like he's like they were clear about the message you know what i mean last last season he's like last season we um they they came to play they came to play and we and we we pretty much like held ourselves together right mm-hmm. and he's like these boys they were they were clear on the message, but I guess what might what might have happened was these guys the um straight away from the message and they thought oh yeah we can be big boys and take it to man city but then forgot that yo you need to be also solid as well in in the, in in your defensive stability um they lost that and after that it was just like i thought i thought i thought we we're going to sit this game you know what i mean like i thought our boys were going to sit just like the game against city uh was in 5 months ago or so um hmm. after the covid break and I thought we were going to sit in this game and just do exactly what we did to City. But they just lost themselves, man. Like, it's like it's like you you went out there to play. You know City wants to exploit spaces. That's their favorite thing in the world to do, you know? Like, Pep will come and he will tell you the space, the space, you know, get into the space. And yeah. you're there opening up spaces. The first goal, why is Kante so high? Like, what are you doing so high? Like, you can't let Kovacic or Mason Mount handle that for you. You know what I mean? Like, direct them. You know what I mean? Be a little bit more vocal. Like, you're also a leader. He's, like, our our fourth captain, right? Because we have a lot of captains in the squad. But he's he's, like, our fourth captain. Like, you shouldn't be doing things like that. You know it's such an important game. Like, Lampard is under immense fucking pressure huge amounts of pressure, and then you go and you do that? Like, come on, bro, you know? Like, the first goal, Kante was so high up, and it, it's not even that. It was like Kante was high up, and then Kova and Mount were both high up in that same sense, too, trying to press this ball out of, uh I forgot who had it, but the, the city player who had the ball. And then all of a sudden... Since you're so high up, they have this space that they're gonna play in. And then One gets into that space. De Bruyne comes and passes that ball over. And then Gondwan has this beautiful amount of space. And now they're calling Gondwan like the the next heir to uh David Villa <laughs> You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Like,
0: um my didn't they didn't did City I, I didn't catch like the first little bit. Like I I when I I thought the game was going to be happening like uh, an hour later and mm-hmm. then when I time when my tuned on I was like, "Oh my goodness, Chelsea are down 3-0 nothing." And then I was like, "Well, I don't need to watch this. You guys are going to lose, right?" But okay. anyway, the was City playing with a striker or no?
1: City City were not playing with a striker. They were playing oh. with a false nine. Oh. And I thought that was, I thought exactly that was what we were going to do as well you know what i mean because if you if you play with a false nine that means the striker comes back to help that press in the back and then eventually when you got to move the striker goes with the ball right but it's like you had this system and it's like bro these guys you need to pull them back and just tell them to sit sit for now and just hit these guys on the break because city started going up very high if you, you could have exploited those 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 spaces and there were a lot of them, you know.
0: Yeah. So, so, like, I don't, I don't know though. Like, when you when you talk about the false nine with uh, Chelsea, it, yeah, I don't see you guys doing that very well because for you to be able to play a false nine, you need to be very good technically. I think you guys are good technically, but you also need to be an extremely heavy, possessive team. Like, possession is, like, your game, right? And I think mm-hmm. a team designed perfectly for false nine, are very specific type of teams. You're looking like City, for example, Ajax, and Barcelona. Those are the kind of teams that can get away with playing false nines uh, because their teams are uh, are focused heavy on possession. Yeah, you can talk yeah. about pressing, but if you're talking about pressing, that's, like you know, strikers press from the front, right? And then mm-hmm. if you now start talking about false nine pressing from the, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I see like, yeah, you can, you can, pre- any. it depends on how you want to play, right? Like you can press high, you can press whatever you want to do. But yeah. I always think that the false nine is such a tricky system.
1: The tricky system is very and, tricky. Liverpool yeah. plays it. Right?
0: And, and I, don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Lampard is advanced enough to coach your team to play false nine.
1: I think honestly, like if you wanted to play a false nine, like you don't have to do so much practice on it. Just tell the tell the striker to drop. Like have the striker drop and be be that be be an extra um presence in the midfield. And then as you're moving up, like this is why this is this is why Timo Warner is like the, the center forward. If 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 he had to play a false nine, I wouldn't be mad because it's like, bro, you can you can come back. You have the massive am, amounts of energy to keep running. Like you're an energizer bunny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like pull back, help the press, and then and then go with it because you have the you have the energy and the stamina. You can do all of that, right? But but, so, but the
0: thing the thing is false nine systems are much more advanced than what they seem. That's why when a false nine system comes into play. For a good team, most time it works. I remember seeing Italy against Spain in the, in the Euro... I can't remember what year it was, 2012, I think. Yeah. And um, Spain had Cesc Fabregas as, as the false nine. And mm-hmm. the Italians were like, who do we mark? But the way the, the way it was set up, you have to be really good. Because there's two things that could happen when you use a false nine. One, your defenders could be like, who do we mark? Or two, your defenders could be like, Good. I don't have any person to mark now. I have all these free space that I can mm-hmm. use to block shots, pressure whoever I want. Like you know, so it could it could fail woefully, and it can yeah. work, it can work, uh, fantastically. And then mm-hmm. also you have to also consider who you're going to be using to do false line. Timo Werner right now isn't scoring lots of goals. And one of the reasons they're saying he's not scoring lots of goals. This is because Lampard is not playing him in his favorite position. Now, finally, mm-hmm. Lampard puts him in a position where everybody has been calling to action for. Then imagine Lampard says, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to also play him as a false nine. He will get crucified by the fan base. He's already getting crucified right now. People are asking for him to get fired. People are asking for him to leave the club. Um, and this is you guys' legend, club legend. And that's yeah. fair. Like, I get where people come from. I get where they're upset. You know, Ole did the exact same thing with me. In fact, I I keep saying it. I never wanted Ole and until today. That's just my stance with that. Like, if he wins maybe a trophy, I will lose mm-hmm. my opinion on that. But still, he will get crucified if he's not doing the things that make sense to the fans, right? So, he's not only catering now to his team he's also got to look at what are the fans want? And what can I give them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the false nine thing I don't think should be you guys' lingo right now. I think you no, no, no. I I think yeah. I think you guys should, you know, uh, keep it as simple as possible and put your play, your best players in the position where they're going to be able to perform.
1: Yeah. I think I, that that's true, you know, that's true, but like I'm saying like if we play the false nine today I don't, I don't um in in this game, I don't think I would have an issue with it. In this game. You know what I mean? I'm,
0: of, I'm, just, City. I'm just saying I don't think you guys would have won anyway with a false nine. In fact, I think you guys would have looked way off with a false nine. That's what I'm saying. I I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. as in I don't disagree with your your idea that the false nine is a good idea, but I just don't think for one, Lampard is good enough to coach it. And I don't think tactically it will benefit your team. And I don't think mm-hmm. personal wise it is still confidence in your players to like execute the strategy. Like they're already struggling to execute like the basics of defending, you know? Yeah. But imagine you start throwing a complicated uh, case, like a false line and what to do and what not to do and things like that. You're going to just, you're already, the club is already, the players are already lacking in confidence right now. You add that yeah. up. Dude, you're just asking for Lampard, they're just asking for Abramovich to just come in and just can him at this stage, right? So, the first thing Abramovich would ask him is, Like, bro, like, why did you play the false nine? And he'd be like, Well, you know, I wanted to do this. And I don't know, man, like, I just think that sometimes this happens a lot. This happens a lot with me and United, too. There's a system that I want, right? Like, for the longest time, oh, they played a freaking diamond. You know, you know, play the diamond, play the diamond. What the hell's wrong with you? Play the diamond. And um, I would say since he's been played a diamond, we've looked good. It's our in my as I always said, it's our best formation. But he's also won games with four, two, three, one. He's won games with three, five, two in the past. Like he's won games in different ways that yeah. are not the ways that I want. Um, but and another thing too as well, as I always say too, like, for example, the diamond is a very difficult uh, system to coach because you lack width and you have, yeah. to, create, you have to create the width with your fullbacks um, mm-hmm. which is difficult and it's also difficult to coach that in in players in a short period of time you need to have like a system designed you know to coach them into that, that formation if Lampard just wakes up out of the blue and says Werner you're playing a false nine then what happens there right it just it, he has to have coached him You know, perfectly all throughout the week, tried it with a team to see how good it may or may not work before he now takes the show and then uses it against uh Guardiola's team. Guardiola Mm -hmm. pulled this out of his hat because Guardiola is an exceptional manager. You know, contrary to what people are trying to do now, calling him Fraudiola and all that, and I know sometimes we joke around that he's Fraudiola, but the reality is Pep is a phenomenal coach, he knows. Oh, yeah. He's this before. So, and he has the players with high-level intelligence that know how to do what he wants them to do. Uh, yeah. And when it works, when it clicks, it's magic, right? But when it's not working, it looks like shit. But when it does work, it's like, my goodness, right? So, I don't know, man. I think, you know, asking that from Lampard right now is a tall ask. But you know, mm-hmm. with that being said, you're saying Lampard should not get fired, Right. No. What? No. What does Lampard need to do to keep this up?
1: Um, at the moment, I don't. I think he might. He might need to start like taking people out. But I think what he did uh, this weekend was actually very like it was commendable. He's pretty much living and dying by his gun. You know what I mean? He's saying he's now saying four three three no more chopping and changing this is how we're going to play this is the system you may not like it but this is this is how we this is how we're going to do things cuz he's he just i think he just sent a like shockwave to the whole prem even though we lost this game i understand why he did it because it, you can't keep chopping and changing from different formations here and there cuz then it's like it's like and plus you your best 11 has, have not gotten jailed in a proper system you know what i mean one system you're here the other system you're there so it's like how do you want to play like what is your style right and um i don't know if this was the right game to to exactly exact this this uh this identity but hey if it's not now when is he going to do it i would have felt like you should have done it like last year where he got them properly gelled in a four-three-three three, and actually figured out that formation and to be like, "This is us. This is how we're playing." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But be more, be more, be more critical in that mid because those boys are like, they they just. Ah, I'm trying to see where we went wrong in in uh in our defense because it's like it's like all of a sudden. Now we're leaking goals, you know what I mean like we're we're- we're conceding, yeah. and it's like what happened what 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 is the change that happened that kind of fucked this shit up right and um that's that's a tough question. is going to have to answer that, his coaching staff's gonna have to answer that because we need to we need to know like what like the suddenly the spark with thiago Zuma is now out the window, like come on. There it shouldn't it sh- there shouldn't be a drop, but like as well, I think it's also fatigue, man. Honestly, when when City started playing this game, I didn't see anybody playing with courage in this game except Christian Pulisic. And then when Hudson Adore came in, then I saw him as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like everybody was were straight up scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like. They were scared. You get the ball, and then all of a sudden, it was like, "Let's get it out of here." You know what I mean? We don't want them coming in, mm-hmm. and that's right. Rightfully so. Like, City is that good. Like, they just play that possession football so nicely, and then they just hit you on the break, hit you on the spaces, and then before you know it, like, you're down goals, right? Yeah. So you have to be really careful about who you're playing, right. the occasion that you're playing, and uh, I don't, I don't know, but I think. He needs to stick with this now. Now that he's basically decided on this, he needs to stick with it in the and in the, in the next game. Who who are we playing again? I forgot. Um, but in the next game, he needs to definitely use the four three three again. Now that these boys are fit, let's start getting let's start getting ourselves back in there. Because before we know it, well, it's the it's gonna be Champions League once over, uh, uh, over all over again, right? Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, I, I'm 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 gonna add to this because I think this is a key thing. I spent a lot I spent a lot of time asking a lot of Chelsea fans like what they think about stuff just because I'm curious, right? Like you know, you guys spent two hundred million um, this season, and uh, it's not it's not worked out. In fact, everybody's been saying you guys won the transfer you know, market in our opinion and um, the chances for you uh, winning the league.
1: Yeah, I actually think Arsenal won the chance for market.
0: No, I think it was you guys. <laughs> I think it was you guys, hands down. Except the only thing was you guys didn't get a defender, but, you know, or uh, a better defender than Thiago. But either way, yeah. um, but I think it was you guys that won it. Um, and I still think that you guys have the potential to do damage. I think it's still too early for everybody to start calling for any person's head. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like Ole has taught us, I think that we're going to learn that with Lampard. But I will say one yeah. thing Lampard, the one I don't think your, your system should not be based on your formation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it is, sometimes it's not. But I don't think Yeah. I think I think Lampard needs to, he has the system. He can press high. He can control the ball. He can pass the ball. He can set mm-hmm. his boys up in the right places that he needs them for when he wants to initiate his pattern play and build up and all and this construct, all that good stuff. Yeah. The the thing I would say is one of the one of the questions that I asked one of my boys, and he said, I asked, like, what do you think is the best formation? He said, Look, honestly. I think we should go to the four-two-three-one. We need to try it. And in a way, at first I was like, hmm. But then I listened to him. And in a way, I'm starting to agree more with him because this thing happened to Ole before. Ole used to play the four-three-three, And we were just yeah. leaking goals. We lost Herrera. Um, mm-hmm. And as soon as we lost that key technician that could keep the ball moving, keep the ball connected between Pogba and Matic, you know, and from defense to Pogba and all that... We were able to. That was when Ole went on that crazy run when he first got his job. But then, after mm-hmm. people figured him out, and nothing else could happen. So, yeah. the key thing. But here, the,
1: the person, the person you ask, is a Chelsea. He's a yeah. Chelsea fan. Yeah? Chelsea guy.
0: Yeah, big time. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, he should. He should also. Realize that we've been playing a 4-2-3-1 for the past three months. Well, I, I don't I, I don't
0: I don't think he's been a four-two-three-one. It's looked like a four-two-three-one, but he's had the 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 uh the so-called eight and six and so yeah. advanced that it's like you guys are always looking susceptible on a counter. Uh or mm-hmm. if you play against a very technical team like City, you look like if you take out one of that, you're holding mid, everybody doesn't know what to do. So here's what he recommended. He said, four, two, three, one, keep the back line the same. I think Reese James was still fit back then. Um, okay. And then have the two sixes um, in Kante and Mount. So Mount is going to play like a six and a slash an eight, but his job is much more balanced, you know, to look box to box in a sense. And Kante is just going to sit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and then on the center attacking mid, play Kai Havertz. And I was thinking about this: Kai Havertz, as you mentioned, is an attacking mid. He's not yeah. really a right winger. He's not really a number eight. He's an attacking mid, and that's where he thrived yeah. in uh, uh Bayern Munich. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then on the left, Pulisic is normal or whoever. And I think a striking. I think he said Giroud. Because then on the right, you have Hudson-Odoi and Ziyech competing on the right side, or you can rotate all three mid, all three wingers. And, and you know, people like to make fun of uh, Lampard and they say, Lampard's strategy is cross and inshallah. Well, you know, if you have a guy like Ziyech and you have a guy like Giroud, why don't you, why don't you cross yeah. an inshallah then, right? So, um, yeah. Giroud is still in this, he's still scoring goals. And with a team like Chelsea, Chelsea is built for Giroud. I'm so shocked that you guys don't play Giroud as much as you should, you know? Like- so
1: it's, it's, it's crazy. There was, this, uh, there was this thing that they, <laughs> mm. <laughs> they were talking about. The analysis, we we're talking about it. And uh, I think it was on the zone. And uh, Ian Wright said something. He's like, it's crazy. So the, he, he, here's what happens with Giroud, right?
0: Mm. Giroud
1: comes off the bench. Jeru scores, right? Jeru goes on a on a run where he's scoring off the bench, and then it's like, okay, okay, man, we're gonna put you as a starter. <laughs> and then as soon as they put Jeru as a starter for like a couple of games, he stops scoring. He stops scoring, goes. And and uh, how
0: I, how would you validate that though? Because the last time that Jeru started, he scored for you guys. I think twice now he started, he scored for you guys. So.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He he was score he was scored like twice on the starter yeah. and then after that he's he will go dry. So um and I I've seen this a lot last season where it was like okay, yeah, he's going to score these goals, he's going to score. No, he's not he's not scoring. He's not scoring. Then Tommy comes in, Tommy's scoring, scoring, scoring. Then all of a sudden Jude comes in as a sub, he scores. Then he scores and then he scores again. Then he comes in as a starter, scores one, two. Then before you know it, right after, boom, it's off again. And I kind of, I kind of uh, get what they're saying because, like, I've seen it. I've seen it happen so many times, which is why I'm also like, I love Giroud. Giroud is Giroud is amazing, but sometimes he just gets he gets inconsistent at some point. But right now, he's not he's not the inconsistent boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, we should take advantage of that and play. And play that in a four two, three one that would be that would be amazing because then you would have two holders, right mm-hmm. but I don't know if see they asked um what do you call it they asked Mason Mount what is your preferred position right, and he said it is a number eight mm-hmm. right so he says he says he wants to play an eight if you play him as a six now, then you're taken away from his creative ability.
0: But, no man, no, no. You you have you have Kai Havertz, right? Come on, guys. that's what
1: that, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting to that. Okay. If you if you take Mason Mount away from the number eight, then you take away his creative ability. Then you have Kai Havertz in the front. You give him. He has the creative ability, right? But will Mason Mount be as um? What do you call it? As efficient and productive in that role.
0: If you guys have the ball, absolutely. Because if you're playing against a team, like let's say Burnley or whoever, right? Absolutely. The teams like even Arsenal, I would say um, the guys that you guys lost the three, three, one or whatever. Uh, yeah. You guys, you, you guys will, he will be able to do it. Mount, mount is the key in the puzzle there that's the big thing i think a lot of people some people are starting to recognize it but he's not the one to unlock the door you know what i mean he's the one, okay. he's the one to yeah. he's the one to give the key to somebody else to unlock the door for 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 you guys and i think havertz is that guy i think if you guys could find a way to get mount and havertz on the team or maybe have them maybe have kanté playing as the uh, holding and then maybe yeah. Lampard still wants to you know you know wank off to his 4-3-3 then have uh, kanté playing as holding and then have uh, uh Kai on one side and mount on the other side i keep saying <laughs> this i don't know why you guys haven't done this you know, play we've
1: we 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 have we have done this. But no, <laughs> we no, have but
0: in the central central both of them as your both your you know one is like more advanced and one is a little bit more retreating, right?
1: You guys, that, you, that, you guys that's, that's exactly. You guys, Lampard Lampard has already experimented nah, with this. Bro. You guys like, usually
0: play him on uh, one of them on the wings so that to accommodate the other in the mid. That's what I always do anytime. No.
1: Yeah, you you you've seen that for like maybe two games, but honestly, bro, he has played them together. Kante has played Kante has played as that holding in the left. You have Mount, and on the right is Havertz. On the right, uh, on the right wing side, it's either Hakim Ziyech or Callum Hudson Odoi. On the left is Pulisic, and in the front you got um what do you call it? Actually, when he when he did this with Havertz and Mount. It was actually Werner that was playing on the left side because Pulisic was injured, yeah, right? Know. So, and well, then, who won the game? In that game, yeah. we st- we still lost. We too. lost. I guess too. Um, the, he did it in like three in three games actually, because because of uh, Pulisic's injury
0: well, at that he got, point.
1: Then had got injured after that. Wait,
0: that's where you're forgetting, though. You know, you're forgetting that Pulisic is the bottom missing piece. You guys lost. Not, I don't. You're looking at it based on one perspective. You guys haven't. You guys really haven't committed to that. You need to commit to that. You need to commit to having those two, because I I really think if you have Havertz and Mounts on your team, it will be a little little. bit more attacking. It will be a little bit more crazy. But bro, Mm -hmm. man, I don't. I think you guys should forget this whole stupid thing about defending. You guys cannot defend. Chelsea, I'm not you guys under Lampard. You are one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen. You cannot defend. You're just horrible at it. Yeah, you mean well, we've, yeah,
1: we've, we've been like we've been very good this nah, season. Man. We actually we're actually one of the top five and least conceded. I,
0: I think it was a red uh, herring for a bit. I think you guys should just forget it because. All you should just say is, look, man, we're going to go for the juggler. Like, look, if Lampard is going to get fired, he might as well get fired uh, gunning, going out in flames and glory. Bro, he needs to go full out and just attack people. For example, the game yeah. against United where we tied 0-0, I think you guys could have gone after us in that game. Like, United were so out of confidence Like you guys should have gone after us in that match. Like, I think we should have gone after you guys too, but we were so out of confidence that you guys could have literally done anything you really wanted and probably gotten away with it. But he was so scared. Like, yeah. I always say this, right? Good managers don't compromise in the face of Armageddon. Yeah. Like, you look at Pep. Pep doesn't compromise when it is do or die. Like, yes, he may, he may put in an extra midfielder to, like, protect the back four. Yes, because at the end of the day, he's not naive. He's not a stupid guy, right? You know? Yeah.
1: But he reck- no, Pep compromises in in Champions League quarterfinals.
0: No, no, in Champions League quarterfinals, he doesn't compromise. He just goes fully retarded like that. Full, they, he goes no full on retarded because the stuff he did with Leon, he still attacked Leon, but he just freaking changed his whole formation like to completely yeah. stupendous formation. That everybody's like bro what were you and doing
1: you go with a three a three five yeah two, like, three, people four, three. were
0: like what are you doing like you've never played this ever in your life why are you, co- why are you <laughs> setting your team up like this you set them up to fail right but like i'm saying yeah. like, and also there were also one miss away from like going into extra time like raheem sterling opened that yeah. right so yeah. you know so let's account for those things but Good managers don't compromise. Klopp doesn't compromise. Klopp got blown out 7-2 and this week he's still playing the same old crazy stupid thing. High press, yeah. high uh high offside line, which is like are you kidding me? Like you know, yeah. he's still doing the exact same thing. Good managers don't trust me. That's the reason why you look at like for example Mourinho. Like yeah, Mourinho, he's adopted he adopted a little bit more attacking uh, strategy but then what is he doing now he's thinking of the place parking up the bus getting one nils maybe tying the game one one zero zero he doesn't care anymore he's going back to his true true ID, identity and his fundamentals Lampard when I I can smell a manager that is not there yet because this has happened to a lot of us and I've seen good coaches do this and I've seen it with Lampard Lampard would go out there and he would say, yeah, I want to play attacking. And then you see him just like, yeah, maybe I should drop one. I'm telling you guys to play a four, two, three, one, because I think that's the best formation, but I think you guys should still go for the juggler because you can still go for the juggler. But at least you have cover in the back line to protect your shaky, leaky defense. No matter how much you say, yes, you guys have improved, I think it was a red herring. I think p- teams are starting to figure you guys out now. It's the Premier League, man. You get scouted. Like, they. there's a coach that will come up and say, look at what Thiago is doing here. Look at what uh, uh, Rudiger is doing here. Yeah, this is where you should be shooting the ball at, you know, because they're not going to close you down up till here. Like, and they will show you 10 tapes because that's their job, bro. Like, they watch. Past videos upon videos upon videos about your team, and yeah. um, I, it reminds me of um, uh, Barcelona against uh, Real. I think when Pep, I think one five nothing. Before the game, Pep um, uh, went to his uh, uh, video analyst room and it, his video analyst coaches, and he told them he's like, "I want, I want the last ten matches or last five matches of Real Madrid defense. I just just give me that, mm-hmm. right?" And then everybody looked at him like, okay, sure. Why? He's like, because we're going to be playing a false nine. He came into that match with a false nine, with a plan. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. the Real Madrid defenders did not know what to do. Sergio Ramos had no clue what he was doing. I think Pepin was playing, and they had no clue. And they blew them out 5-0. Bro, Mm -hmm. like, they will figure you out. I would say, go for the juggler. Forget it. Fuck it. Go after it. You guys will probably freaking Mm -hmm. dominate by, like you know, uh four goals. You probably concede three, but at least you are exciting again. You're you're not laying you're not laying bare for teams like City to pick you off. You're fighting, you're going for it, right? Um I mean I don't want you guys to be as naive as Biesla because I mean I don't think B- B- Biesla is naive. I think he's smart, but I think part of what he does sometimes is a little bit naive. I don't want you guys to do that that way, but at least I think it will make a lot of sense for your team and Lampard to instill confidence because these guys are attacking guys, bro. You guys have even Chilwell that you guys keep saying he's not even a good defender. He's a good attacking defender. That's what he is. You know what I mean? So Utilize your team and the strengths. I don't understand why you guys are so like, you know, it's either you do that or then he just says, okay, look, you know what? Lock it up, park the bus, counterattack. And then, then win ugly Then you win over some of your fans, but you know, you may lose everybody because you're going to lose the next game. And then everybody will turn on your head, turn on your head. Right. So anyway,
1: well, honest, honestly, like now, now that everybody's back, this, this is the perfect time to play this system. This is it. Yeah. Right. We have, we have, um we have Pulisic uh, healthy. zek is coming back to health. Um, He played like 70 minutes. Um, we have Mount, we have Havertz. so now we can do that again, right? So it's like now is the, now is the perfect time to start doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. So we get we get those good runs on, uh, um, going again. I think we'll be we'll be fine. I don't think I don't think Lampard needs to get fired. People that are calling for Lampard to get fired are just premature. I get it. You guys are mad, but still, you're you're not seeing everything that's happening. There's been so much shit that's happened they don't even understand the 3 year plan even just because 200 million was spent everybody's like oh yeah we should win the league that doesn't work that way you know what i mean like people need to be gelled in they need to know how they how how um need to know how their players want to receive the ball how the weight it takes you know how the runs are being made all of that this team hasn't really played together healthy since the prem started yeah you know what I mean, maybe like one or two games, but that's about it. Pulisic got injured Zia got injured Reese James is injured, so it's like bro, so people just need to relax, calm yourselves down. we just entered the they just entered twenty twenty one let's wait and see and I don't think we we won't have much problems for too long. this two week break is the is the point now now we have that it's like less rest. Mm-hmm. Let those boys get some rest because they look like they were, they're just tired, man. They are fatigued and tired. And once that once that's over with, let the two weeks come, train, get your get get the system right. No, now this is the four three three I want to play. I will live and die by it. You know what I mean. Stick to your system. You know what you want to do. You want to do do that high press. Which is like, we've been good at it. You know what I mean? We've been good at it. We're just tired. Mm-hmm. We're just tired right now. And it's like, that's going to always add into the game. But people don't see that. People don't see that. They always come to a game and they're like, oh, yeah, we want to win. Which is rightfully so. You want to win the game. But do you know the other factors that are that, that are around the game as well? You know? Yeah. City, City got a break. They're fucking healthy, man. Yeah. <laughs> they got... They got a they 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 got they got a break and that break is like almost like a, a week and a half break. That does a lot. Besides Chelsea just played a game like fucking four or five days ago and then now we have to come and play City and we know City is already fit. Mm-hmm. So that even makes it even worse. You know? Mm-hmm. They're running us out the park and shit in Stamford Bridge. Like it should not happen, but these are all factors that come into football, you yeah. know? People just, people just need to relax, need to relax and just get ready again because we're soon going to start going on an, another undefeated run. And besides, there can be no growth without adversity. You know what I mean? This is it now. Show us what you got, you know? Show us what you got. Can you ball? And you ball like Pulisic. He's putting his life on the line over there, bro. Nah, he, he's putting his life on the line. The boys just need to start doing the same thing. Yeah. You know?
0: He's he's putting his uh, hamstrings on the line. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Explosiveness, yeah. you know? That's what it is.
0: I know. But anyway, we will we jump gear here uh, just because we're running out of time. we got about like six minutes left. Liverpool, bro. Liverpool lost. To uh-huh. Did you watch this game?
1: Oh man, I was watching it. I was so happy. And I also knew I called it too before the game started. I was like I said it on the group chat. I'm like, "Oh yeah, Liverpool's going to lose this game." Yeah. You know what I mean? Before you know it, the game starts, 2 minutes in, Danny Ings scores. I'm like, "Okay, I know Danny Ings scored, but now Southampton has this issue where it's like we score a goal and then we let these guys back in the game." Yeah. Right? Probably I hope this doesn't happen. Even Benji said it in the group chat too. He's like, I hope this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't happen too because, you know, like that would suck because I know, I know how much, I know how much Ralph Huston looks up to Club, and like how, how is like one of his idols and shit, but, the, and they're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Can you go for it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's like, it's, but he knows, he knows what he was up against, which is why when he won this game, he got up on his knees and he was crying. He was just tearing up. Like, you could see how much this game meant to him, man. To win this? <laughs> oh, man. And and Liverpool were just not... They, were, they had chances, but it wasn't like... Some were clear-cut, but they just couldn't finish. And as well, what happened was now the, the Southampton defenders were now putting everything on the line. Their body, their legs, whatever. Whatever they had to do, they did it. And they, they got the they got the win. Yeah. It, it was a good watch. I think I think this was the game where it was like when I saw this, I was like, Man, I thought Liverpool's gonna lose here. And the thing is like these guys almost play identical football, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you just knew that it was gonna match. But the only thing with it is like Liverpool's not gonna sit back all the game. But Southampton probably could. And that's that's what actually gave them the advantage because they they faltered a little bit. There was a give or take on the, on, the, on, the, on how they want to play. And I think that helped them a lot because when they fell back into that low block, but it's like they fell back into the low block, but they didn't sleep you know, there. Man. You know what I mean? Like Tottenham, Tottenham will sleep there and keep letting these chances become um, – let, letting the non-quality chances keep piling up and then eventually those non-quality chances become quality goal-scoring chances, yeah. right? And um, – and that's what Southampton doesn't do, which is what I respect a lot. You know, it's kind of like, um, what's that team called? Is it Lokomotiv or Krasnodar? They'll sit, they'll sit, and then boom, they'll, they'll explode again. They'll sit, 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 and then they'll explode again. So which, which, which is good because then it gives you a little bit of balance where it's like, let's go, bro. <laughs> let's go, you know. Yeah. Like we can sit, recover ourselves, get your energy back, and then let's go again, you know. But don't sleep in this. Because if you sleep in this, the pressure is just going to mount. It's going to mount. And before you know it, you're going to crash Yeah, that, right?
0: No, that, that was good. Like, uh, I think Rafael Sojolo is the biggest underrated manager in the Premier League. Um, this yeah. is a guy that, you know, lost 9 nothing against Leicester last season. I think they broke or they tied the record. Um, you know, the amount of goals conceded. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, he had a goalie, Forster who hasn't been a goalie for God knows how long, um, you know, this uh, season. So, um, brand new, the guy came out and he performed. And you look at this and you're just like, wow, you know, what What a manager. I've always loved – I've loved Rafa Sanhutu. I, I remember when I first watched his team uh, play, um, you know, yeah. Southampton, when he first joined Southampton. And I looked at him and I'm like, this guy, this guy has an idea. He has a very good idea. Like it may not be coming to fruition right now. Like it may not be right in front of our face or in front of any, you know, in front of you and I, but it will come good. It will come good. I just, I have a feeling. And then that nine, nothing, I felt like it was overblown. I think um a lot of people were like, Oh my God, it just lost nine, nothing. Um, But people forget that they got a red card that game. And then the players were kind of like, okay, we got a red card. Fuck it. We're just going to play however. And then they just kept scoring, right? So it's also kind of the same thing with United, where United lost 6-1 to Tottenham this year. I always say it. The red card changed Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Like if you're a team that, you know, set yourself up to press a little bit high um, and you're not a very good low block kind of team, you're going to get pummeled, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're if you playing with one man less, you're getting pummeled. So yeah. seeing this game, uh, uh, seeing where they have gone, they have, uh, sorry, Raf Hassan-Hudnul has come from, Um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of seen him as a great coach. Like the way he ended last season and then this season, the way he started, I'm like, this guy is so underrated. Nobody's looking his way. Um, You know, honestly, yeah. People, no. people keep saying, "Oh, if uh, Ch- if uh, Lampard gets fired, Allegri is gonna come." in. I'm like, "You yeah, guys should probably look at Rafa Sanhuto because you give him that 200 mil, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's gonna do a little bit more magic with you guys, right?" So, um, he's a good coach. He's a goddamn good coach. And um, mm-hmm. uh, seeing all the emotion pour, like him, you know, tearing up. I I posted on our group chat, and I was like, "Uh, the other group chat I'm on, I'm like." you know he's crying like you know uh i feel like i should give him a hug but i'm not a hugger even though i'm not a hugger but it was it was so funny uh but it, it was
1: yeah. Yeah, it was touching yeah it was so yeah funny. it was
0: touching to see him like just you know tear up and some people kind of were like oh my god he's acting like he won the world cup but i think like people don't understand like a season ago this guy was gonna get this guy yeah. was looking like he was gonna get fired and then now of yeah. being the best team in the league, Liverpool. So it means a mm-hmm. lot to him. It really does. And people also don't understand that his team also had a lot of injuries, too. There's a lot of players that were out um, due to injury. I think Che Adams was out due to injury. Musa Janepo got injured this game. Um, um, was it Nathan, uh, Redmond was injured? I think the goalie, McCarthy, was injured. He had a lot of injuries going into this yeah. game as much as Liverpool were. Um, and just seeing what he's done, it was just like, wow, amazing, amazing, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah man. Even 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 before Southampton, man, he was the he was the Leipzig yeah, man. He was. was. So, yeah. First, his first season, he got them to second place, wow. right below Bayern. There you go. Yeah, it's crazy. But... that's good
0: very very good result. Speaking of Leipzig um I watched uh Leipzig against Stuttgart this weekend and Leipzig just Stuttgart were okay but Leipzig missed like chance after chance after chance. They should have won that game for nothing. Uh they got a penalty saved against them and then they pumped uh you know finally managed a goal a very good goal decent goal uh from Daniel Omo which is crazy the Spanish guy playing yeah. in uh the the German league but um <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was, yeah, uh, it was a very good game. I had more for Leipzig side. Open Meccano looked shaky, um, but eventually he uh, uh, he figured things out. But anyway, that was a good game. Good game for Leipzig. It's too bad my, my team, mm-hmm. Stuttgart, for the first time I've watched them in a long, long time. Like, I'm telling you, a long time. Um I think since they got relegated, I haven't watched them play, so I finally tuned on to watch them play, yeah. and they freaking lost, so I wasn't too happy um but uh, going back to the Premier League now, we're in a very interesting place now, you know so oh, yeah. i'm gonna this is the last question i'm gonna ask you title race who is in the title race right now
1: in the title race right now it is. Liverpool, City, Manchester United, and hmm, who else could be in there? Leicester. Hmm.
0: I don't I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about Leicester, but I'm gonna say for me, right now the title race I would say is between City and Liverpool.
1: City Absolutely. and
0: Liverpool, yeah. Um, you know, people may say, oh, no faith in your team. I have a lot of faith, but I'm not I don't let it blind my, you know, maybe I'm too much on the logical side. The past results from Manchester United have shown me that. I have a feeling there's a slip coming. I hate to feel that way, but I have a feeling it may not be recent, it may be recent, I don't know, but I just don't trust this team quite yet. You know, if, if we, you know, maybe after maybe after 25 games, then let's see where they're at. But I think, like, City, they're the, they're the, they're the sleeping giant that nobody is mentioning. They're the ones who are sleeping and just... Slowly creeping up, and everybody's buzzed by United and Liverpool getting into a title fight and meanwhile, why those two are gonna be in uh in battle between each other, like club right now is talking about how United get penalties, but he doesn't get penalties, but while like United and Liverpool are starting
1: yeah
0: he said that today um on the on the call on the his whatever interview. While those two are battling for it, I think City are just like, hmm, I'm just watching. I'm just watching. And then eventually, when those two get gassed out by hurting themselves, then Pep Guardiola and City are going to rear up their ugly head and say, guess what, guys? We're back. So I think everybody should watch out for that. But in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy the hype because it's a lot of fun. It's fun watching United do what they're doing right now. And I'm just, I'm loving every bit of it. So I hope I hope it continues. I think we have the quality to really, you know, push, but it's just the consistency. That's mm-hmm.
1: the I think there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of things with mm-hmm. everybody on the, on the top 6 actually, the consistency. If you can if you can bring up some serious consistency yeah. now to the end of the season, <laughs> you'll probably be in that exactly. title race.
0: But we'll see though. You never know they may do it. Yeah. All right, man. That's mostly it. We're out of time, brother. Um, very, very mm-hmm. good show. Thanks uh, for, you know, doing the call in. Um, yeah. Cause of COVID, I can't quite be over there. I don't have COVID thank God, but uh, you know, right now yeah. we're, uh, you know, staying safe and everybody's trying to stay safe as best as possible so that we don't spread anything. But, yeah, bro. Um, anything you want to add for the end of the day?
1: Ah, oh, man. Transfer news is a coming in, eh?
0: Forget transfer. I don't, we, don't, we don't do transfers yet. Transfers are bullshit. We only talk about football because transfers are all about, like, crap. And it's January. Who's buying any players in January right now? Like, if you're buying players in January.
1: you'll be surprised. I, think, I think Arsenal is trying to buy uh, Julian Brandt. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. From- Julian Brandt would be an Berlin. idiot if
0: he goes to Arsenal um it'll be one it would be why
1: you could be that you could nah, be that man, guy you
0: can't be that guy arsenal are a poison chalice man don't don't go to don't go to arsenal if uh you know leicester call come calling go to leicester if uh city come calling go to city but don't go to don't go to arsenal arsenal are just they're just a joke they're a joke they're, they're, they're turning it around but it's just a freaking
1: joke yeah, yeah. I think they'll end up being like six or seven come the end. Yeah, of the season. probably
0: everybody. Everybody will be up there come the end of the season. But for now, Arsenal or Arsenal, so let them stay where the hell they are. Small <laughs> club,
1: but. Um... Dortmund Dortmund won, eh? Against Wolfsburg, well, that was an that was an interesting. Yeah, Sancho
0: scored, but uh, still he's he yeah. still looks off the pace, man. Something is going on with that dude right now. But we'll see how things go. Maybe he may kick. Maybe that goal is the goal he needs to kickstart for the end of the season here. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. all right guys well that's the end of the show here Uh, thank you so much for listening Um, and if you can you can uh, follow us on twitter at podcast cbf on twitter yeah and uh you know if you like this show you know subscribe like share with your friends if you want but um Mm -hmm. yeah it was fun yes awesome all right buddy
1: all right Ciao. ciao